pissed off anime fans, a whole bunch of rules, and two great actors being wasted. We're talking about Death Note, and it was horrifying. So Horrified, the show where we talk about scary movies that are horrifying for all the wrong reasons. We're your hosts, Sadie. And Matt. And this week we're talking about Netflix's Death Note. Yes, the U.S. version. Bastardized version, <laughs> according to most people online. Controversial U.S. version, yes. But before we begin with that, let's start off with something good. Something good. You um, go first. Okay. Um, I've been listening a lot on my drives to and from work and, and whatnot to, uh, there's a new podcast out called The Oral History of the Office. Um, and anybody that knows anything about <laughs> us knows that we love The Office and anything to do it. with it. And so it's about, it's done by, uh, Brian Bumgartner, who played Kevin. Um, and he interviews basically anybody that was involved with that show, directors and nice. camera people and all the actors and writers and everything. Um, and gives a breakdown of how they pitched the show to the networks and kind of the struggles they had with ratings early on and how it all came together. But it's it's super interesting, especially if you really like the show. But even if you just like kind of behind-the-scenes Hollywood-type things, it's yeah. very interesting. Uh, but I've been listening to a ton of that. Uh, there's a good, like, five or six episodes out already. So check nice. it out if you're a fan of the show. Sweet, sweet. I just watched... Earlier this week or last week or who knows, time time is meaningless nowadays. Um, but recently, I watched the, I think it was just called 1984 or whatever, um, season of America um, American Horror Story. And, you know, I hadn't really been watching that show very much anymore. I felt like... I, I definitely lost the thread of it. After yeah, I just felt like it kind of went off the rails. Season one was amazing, and then I kind of felt like it went downhill from there. But I'll tell you, like, this season, the, like, I think it was just called 1984. Now I can't remember, but I think it was just called 1984. was, like, so good. It was really good. It, you know, it wasn't as busy as some of the other seasons. I mean, it still was fairly busy, but it was a little more focused than some of the other seasons and it also just they had a bunch of really great comedic actors on it and so it had a lot of cheekiness that uh to it that i love that was a lot of fun and yeah it's definitely a big throwback to like the 80s yeah slasher films and yeah getting killed by unseen you know yeah but it's and it's like very like tongue-in-cheek about it so it kind of almost calls to like a scream type thing where it's like they're very aware of the mechanisms around this like slasher principle whatever and then it's also like a ghost story within that but still sticking to like the slasher thing i don't know it was really good i was really impressed i was like all right all right i like this season that they're coming out with a another series an american horror stories plural that each episode is like its own self-contained thing huh. so it's like a twilight zone but more horror focused i guess interesting it's interesting interesting out, i guess whenever they can start making things again <laughs> i do have something else good to share with you 
just really fast. Okay. So I put out to some of our followers and friends that your birthday's coming up. Oh, boy. And so I have a few birthday messages to read to you. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> so the very first one is from your buddy Mike uh, Farinelli. Did I say his last name right? You did. Okay, good. It says, Matt, you old... Uh, <laughs> Oh, my God. Please let me read that again. <laughs> Take two. Matt, you old. <laughs> this, did Mike turn into like a 75-year-old jazz musician? Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, it says, Matt, you old so-and-so. Happy birthday, brother. From some friends from Thanks for Coming, a RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. Okay. They say, happy birthday, Matt. All the best with your podcast adventures. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you're not active on our social media, I manage most of our social media. (laughs) So most people have been talking to me. So Matt is not as actively talking to most of these people. Um, But he does all our editing and everything. So he does a lot more work than me. I pull my weight. Oh, (laughs) you pull more than just your weight, babe. You pull more than just your weight. All right. The Center Cut cast say say happy birthday, Maddie McMatford. I love it. My new go-to nickname now. I love it. I should say that's at the center cut. And the other one I should have said their name to their at TFC uh, pod on Twitter. Then our friends studying Scarlet podcast at study Scarlet pod on Twitter. Say happy birthday, Matt. The ones with gifts are really fun because I'm going to describe them to you. Oh, boy. That's the best part about a gift is not right? seeing it and have someone tell you about it. Exactly my thoughts. Okay. Ye Old Crime Podcast. I love these guys. It's at Ye Old Crime Pod. Says, happy birthday, Matt. And then it's the gif of like a, I don't know, eight or nine year old girl who with a birthday hat and she's... um. She's like super excited about her birthday. She's going, ah! and she picks up a bowl and smashes it on the ground. <laughs> so, how did they know what I do every birthday? <laughs> That's a birthday tradition. Um, our good friend Josh from uh, Four Nerds by Nerds podcast, which we're still going to be on their show soon doing an interview. And they're at FNBN podcast on Twitter. Josh says, happy birthday, Matt. We hope horribly produced B-rated zombies, weird infectious diseases, or CM Punk don't ruin your special day. <laughs> you stay away from my birthday, CM Punk. <laughs> That's why I was like, oh, oh no, CM Punk. <laughs> you will always find a way back. Right? Right? The Infectious Groove Podcast, at Infectious underscore pod on Twitter says, happy birthday with a gif of someone doing like the rock and roll hands okay and it says happy and then birthday written down the fingers and they're lit like candles that's metal right um pretty hardcore (laughs) oh this one i'm really excited because you're gonna laugh so hard at my impression to read this okay cinematic underscore blind spots which is at cinematic b spots on twitter says (laughs) <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do 
happy birthday, brother. <laughs> it's a picture. <laughs> that, that was your Hulk Hogan? <laughs> that was my Hulk Hogan. Oh my which, God. okay, no, in reality, it was not my Hulk Hogan because I never watched wrestling, but it was my impression of, oh my God, I can't think of her name, but Kimmy Schmidt's friend on, on, on Kimmy Schmidt. On Kimmy Schmidt. I was trying to think of the whole name. Unbreakable, uh, the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, um, doing her Hulk Hogan because that's what it sounded like to me. Hey, She's like, brother. brother. <laughs> like, so that was. Well, then you nailed it in that respect. Okay, thank you, thank you, Cindy, Cindy Pacormic. Okay, yes. sorry, I was really mad at myself for not. And so those were some of your wonderful birthday messages from friends and fans on Twitter. Well, thank you, everyone. <laughs> Um, I I don't know. I always get awkward about my birthday because I don't like people making a big deal of me. But I love making a big deal about people on their birthday. And so it does make it awkward and weird because I love to make a big deal out of birthdays. (laughs) Just one year closer to the grave. (laughs) There's nothing to celebrate. That's why you got to celebrate now while you still can. (laughs) That sounded ominous. It was meant to. All right. Speaking of ominous, do you want to give us a description of this movie before we transition into talking about it? Yeah, so Death Note is the 2017 adaptation of the Japanese manga and anime and film of the same name. Uh, it is about a demon's notebook that gives a teen the power to kill. He wants revenge on the bad guys, but the law thinks he's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. So yeah, let's uh light this puppy. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> let's not light this let's not light any puppies. So I feel like our whole discussion should be seen through the lens of I know I personally, and I'm pretty sure you have not seen the anime or read the comics or anything like that no and i know a lot about it now because of my rabbit hole research i've just been reading about like how it differs which i i mean again the reason why we have the rabbit hole because i absolutely would have done it before oh and we should say because i noticed we've been forgetting to say the past you know like five or six episodes uh blanket Spoilers alert that we always yeah. give out the ending. Yeah. If you don't know this, if you're listening for the first time, we always give away the endings. So, um, and this one bad. <laughs> this one real bad. So, I've read a lot about the manga and the anime, and now I kind of am like very interested in that. Um, and even the Japanese movie differs from the manga and the anime, um, more, but the anime seems to be a lot more. A direct adaptation right yeah from what i've read well and i will tell you that you know i i look up the reviews for these things and two a one almost every single one was just furious at their lack of like faithfulness to the source material oh yeah yeah i i, I tried to find bad reviews and good reviews that didn't really discuss that because <laughs> i feel like that's probably been talked about enough by people on right the but yeah like Everybody was just like, this is not like the thing that I already liked. And that was a lot of people's problem with it. Well, and another like controversial issue they had with it was the like, quote unquote, whitewashing of it that they took a 
Japanese story with mostly Japanese characters and then have maybe two Japanese characters. <laughs> yeah, there's one I, I, that I can fully remember. In the movie. And yeah, and so that was that was a big issue as well that came up. Yeah, the, uh, they... <laughs> scant anything Japanese to be found in in any of this, aside from the fact that they say Kira, which is the name they come up with for to call this right thing that, and that uh, the right Kira the which is from the the manga and like that too and it's it means killer in um Japanese apparently, yeah. and so that's what they go by is Kira well, and there's one point in the movie where uh Lakeith Stanfield l the detective guy. S- like says oh that that's just they're throwing somebody off the trail he just wants people to think it's japanese and i'm like is he talking about the killer or this movie <laughs> exactly exactly um yes well and like the first time we see l he's in japan looking at a crime there and then comes to the state like Inexplain like they don't really explain why he suddenly They don't explain a com- lot of shit. There is so much. Th- and that's that's I'm gonna boil down my entire like main argument that I, I will be making here is that so my thesis is that they tried to incorporate too many things from what I've read. There were like a lot of the characters were, you know, kind of combinations of different characters and things like that instead of just being and they didn't focus on like one story. They kind of took parts. And so it was like it was too busy on one hand, but then at the other like if you're watching it and you haven't seen any of the original material, you don't have any of the background information that other people right. and so and you don't know what the fuck yeah. is going on. And well, and one thing that I noticed in this is and that i i believe through my reading is that the the anime does a better job of exploring it's kind of the psychological ramifications of having this power and, right and basically acting like a god right that he, you don't really get from him like he he gets a little power hungry and the girlfriend definitely does but like not as much as you would think and they don't really want you to think anything about that other than this is what happened it's not commenting right. on anything or or having any sort of deeper meaning that I could decipher. It's just, yeah, he got this power and now he's doing it too much. Right. It's like they it's like they were wanting to try to make something that was different from the original so that it could speak to people who had never seen the original. But then they didn't do enough to like establish anything. Like they tried to cover too much. Yeah, well, and if you're going to make all these changes and try to, you know, Americanize it and make it a story that that works for America, the changes you need to make to the source material have to be for a reason. Right. You have to, like, add something, not just take stuff away. Right, right. I don't feel like they've added anything that the original didn't have. They just took out a lot of the, the cultural stuff about it and moved it over here. Right. Well, we'll get it more into that later with the rabbit hole of what all was added and taken away. <laughs> we'll get into some specifics. One thing that I know they added were some frosted tips. Right? <laughs> this kid in 2017. Man. Yeah. Was like rocking full Backstreet Boy frosted on tips. 
like it's like whoa that's our lead it was very reminiscent of people i knew in high school like that's the style in the early 2000s that we were rocking you know i'm i'm not a young man anymore i'm in my 30s so i don't know if this is like still cool in high school i don't feel it is sure it's not i don't (laughs) see kids walking around with frosted tips well and in fairness he wasn't supposed to be cool he was like picked on or but i feel like that's part of the issue i had with his character as well is that it was like cold and hard but but he's also like supposed to be soft and like emotional well and the only the only like character things about him are he's smart he gets bullied and he likes this girl so like, right that, that's and it's not compelling that's not anything that right. any other teenager hasn't gone through you know? like they've he's got the thread of like his mom was killed and his dad's a cop and he feels anger towards his dad for basically for following laws of the there was like something that had gone wrong with the investigation into the guy who um i can't remember how they said it but it was like something was like a bad search or something yeah, got off on some kind of technicality and i guess he hates his dad for not continuing to pursue it after that well no because his dad it sounded like is is supposed to be kind of like an uh like a internal affairs yeah guy. yeah because he was saying how oh, the so other cops the don't cop- like okay. him because he looks into other cops and and so the cops don't like him um because of, and that's why like at one point like um, when L gets there and they see his office or what, and it's like all messed up. And so he's like, yeah, it's, you know, comes with the territory. I get it all the time for basically for looking into the cops, which from what I understand is accurate. <laughs> they yeah. don't like yeah, to I be investigated. <laughs> that seems to be a theme among police officers that they don't like being told they've done something wrong. But I don't, I never understood why the cops assumed that this was one person. You know, they're searching for Kira, the killer, even though these these murders are happening all over the world. There is Instead so much. Assuming that it's like a cult or something, you know, right. like, or a group of people following right. some sort of orders. They're just like, no. this is a person and we have to find this person. I feel like there were a lot of leaps that were made as far as like, I mean, even just how L. So if you haven't, if you haven't watched it, L is the investigator with his own oddities and quirks oh so like even when l comes up with some of his theories it just seems like he takes pretty big leaps especially when he like very quickly boils it down to like it's either light or this other like these other people like and just is so convinced and they don't they don't show him figuring anything out no he's they just don't got these answers and he's like no it's a student and it's a this and it's a this and so i think it's it's light and it, yeah Eight. there's you know you they talk about how he's this brilliant detective and he solved all these cases but you don't see a whole lot of him detecting <laughs> or doing right anything like that well and then later when he's meeting with light in the cafe and light is like you don't understand, like, I want this to stop, too. And and he's like, don't you want to know how or why this is or, you know, it's not what you think it is or whatever. And Elle is just basically like, no, I don't care. You, you do bad things. You're a bad guy. I want to. And it, it just, I don't know. For me, it seemed very against what he 
since he was very into like figuring out the puzzle before and now all of a sudden it's just like no i know that it's you and i'm done that's it it's like you don't want to know how he has killed how any of this 400 yeah. people they keep throwing out this number if he's already killed like 400 people from around the world including getting a bunch of federal agents to commit suicide because it's um so again to explain he gets this notebook the death note and it's um linked to this death god willem <laughs> willem defoe <laughs> at his defoeist right i mean he's essentially very just green, doing goblin. green goblin again yeah, yeah it's very green goblin and so if a name gets written down in the notebook um, you write down like the name in the notebook and how that person dies and re- like carries that out and kills that person. And so if they're like, oh, at, you know, 11 o'clock, this person goes and jumps off the building, that person goes into like a trance and goes and walks up to the top of the building and jumps off. So like they technically committed suicide. I mean, not technically, you know what I mean? <laughs> I hope you know what I mean. But yeah, like I feel like an investigator especially one who's supposed to be such a brilliant investigator, it shouldn't just be about being like, oh, this is that person. Like, how he's doing it should be yeah, a the, pretty important the part. The why should be just as important as the who right. for this guy, and it doesn't seem to be. Like, no. once he figures out it's light, he's just like, okay, well, now I'm going to get you. Right, um, exactly. And it just, it's like, that's not... So mm. they, they very much, Willem Dafoe and... Lakeith Stanfield are two very, very good actors. Oh, that absolutely. Are just given not much to do. Like, no. Willem Dafoe, like, the, the Rio character is in this for maybe like six or seven total minutes of screen time. Right. Like, he pops up every once in a while. He's almost always completely obscured in shadow. I'm guessing they didn't have a huge budget to make him look great. Right. Um, but yeah, he comes in and will say something kind of snide and then disappear again. And I don't know. I, for some- Again, I'm not familiar with the other thing, but it seemed like he was he played a bigger role as far as influencing Light's decisions and yes. playing off of that, like, you know, he has a little bit of that, like, I'm kind of obsessed with humanity and the weird things that they do. Right. It It's never really developed at all. No, him. it's not. Lurks in the shadows and you're not supposed to trust him, but... Right, You're like they really given a they reason. put that out there. They're like, like someone wrote in the journal who'd had it before was like, "Don't trust Riek. Like he's, you know, he's not what you think. He's they said he's not your pet. He's not your friend. Right? Yeah, but it's like they don't really give the impression that he's pulling the strings. Really, or, or that he wants anything bad really to happen to, right. to light. I he guess. just acts. I mean, Acts like Towards he's, the end of the movie, he's fucking with them on the Ferris wheel. But like, I, I don't know. It's just I don't understand what he wants. Or right, or, like, does every Death God have one of these books? Are there like a hundred of these books floating around everywhere? Right. I don't know. Is he the only one? Does he? You know, is he the Grim Reaper for the whole planet? Basically, right. Well, and like, so. What I think was one of the issues, and it's interesting because in some stuff I was reading from the director, Adam Wingard, um, who did Blair Witch. The the reboot. Blair the re- Witch, right. Not okay. The original. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I'm pretty sure it was just Blair Witch, not Blair Witch Project, yeah. which is how you can tell the difference. <laughs> but uh, it was interesting because he was talking about how he really wanted this to be, and I don't know if 
that's still the plan to make more movies or not. I haven't heard anything about it. And I, as far as I know, this bombed. So yeah, um, it's, I it's hard to tell with Netflix. Cannot no, imagine like, box office numbers. Right. You know, they don't really release how many people watched it, but everything I heard anything about a sequel. In right. The and most though. everything I've read has been very negative. Yeah. The only kind of positive stuff I was reading was stuff that was coming out before it was released of like, yeah, this movie's going to come out and we're excited for it. And here's why, blah, blah, blah. And then it came out and everyone's like, here's why it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like he even said in an interview, he's like, you know, obviously we want this to be like a series of films. He's like, but you know, a a sequel is never guaranteed, so you also have to kind of view it as its own thing. But this does not feel like its own no, self-contained it feels like thing. A two-hour pilot episode of a TV exactly. show that intends to do- dive deeper into all of this stuff, right? But it's never given the time to, and so it's like, well, I don't really care about this because I'm not really given a need to or a reason to, right? And they like, there's so many things like the rules in the book that they they make a. a point to say that there's like 90 plus Mm -hmm. rules and they explain like four of them right um and the the rest are just in there so i guess he followed all of them but we don't know what they are and you know the history of this book and the other people that have had it and written the warnings and stuff in there and why why they chose the people they chose no nothing about that and they set it up like that's gonna come into play right because he's reading these notes in the margins that say don't trust him and all this stuff right they just drop it yeah, like I really would have liked to have seen more playing with that. Or like maybe like Mia and her character like kind of going crazy with the power or whatever towards the end if it seemed more like Riek was playing with her of like making her write Light's name down in the book or something like But like it just doesn't feel like that. I think we can both agree though that their relationship is one of the worst in cinema history. Oh my god. It's the dumbest, like, he trusts her with this insane secret after talking to her for 30 seconds. Right, like, instantly, he's after like, she's already fucked here. him over once, by the way. Right! So like, he has no reason to right. trust her other than, like, she's like, pretty. He, tries to defend her, and she he gets, like, knocked out or whatever, and then... She gets in trouble for it. Right. She, she like all. sells him out. Yeah. Yeah. And then he trusts her with this banana secret. And then it turns out, oh, you shouldn't have trusted her with this. Right. But then he still loves her, I guess. Or she still loves him. Like, it, it's a very, like, toxic, bad relationship that doesn't need to happen, I don't think. No. Like, and it doesn't make much sense. Well, and she kind of seems to represent. <clears throat> what I thought they were going to explore with him is that duality of like, I feel like I'm helping people, but also this is a lot of power. And so right. power corrupts, but it seemed to corrupt her and not him. And so they were just, they were two sides of the same coin instead of just making him more complex. Right. Well, and it did and it didn't corrupt him it, in that I felt like he, first of all, he jumped cocky, to. He, I don't know that he ever. No, I don't feel like he was, like, corrupt. Like, I feel like he almost went the opposite way. That in the beginning, he seemed all too eager and fine with putting down. I mean, in fact, when they're like, yeah, Kira's killed 400 people. And he's just walking around. And I'm like, I'm sorry. You have 400 deaths on your hand. Like, I know you think you're doing good things because these are all criminals or whatever. But they're still, like, human beings. <laughs> that, like- yeah, and the, yeah, there's a whole 
morality behind what they're doing that they touch on a little very bit briefly and but that should be what the movie's about. right exactly it should be it should be examining that of like the morality and the ethics of what they're doing of the we're killing all these people because they're doing bad things in the world and yeah they very briefly touch on it the dad kind of mentions it at the end when he's like you know light keeps saying this thing about you know lesser of two evils and he's like so which evil does that make you or whatever and it's like that should be the crux of the story of the the like especially once they like kill the federal agents and everything it should really be the main fo- sorry i know yeah, i'm just repeating myself at that point that you're you're killing people that haven't they're not bad guys like they're just you're right. doing that to save yourself exactly and uh, that's something like they explored that on like breaking bad at one point where right he, you know all of all the things he had done had been in self-preservation, but then it was just like, this person's kind of in my way. And then that's a line that gets crossed and, and right. things aren't the same after that. But I don't, I don't ever get that feeling in this. Right. Like it felt like that was supposed to be the line because Light was very adamantly against it. And I get that he didn't realize Mia did it at first, but they, first of all, did not make that clear. I thought it was painfully obvious that she had somehow no, they tried done to that. Make that. Like a twist, and it's like a wolf. Yeah, she did. right. Exactly. It was like, were we if, supposed to be surprised the by that? Rio guy could go out and kill people on his own. Then he would just be, be doing that. <laughs> exactly. Be no book or anything. <laughs> right. And so I had assumed, uh, but then yeah, lights like, wait, you did that, and it's like, first of all. If he thought that Ryuk had killed all those agents, I feel he should be a whole lot more scared and, like, acting. But it's just, like, it just, I don't know. He was a very emotional character in some ways, but he was not emotional at the times that I felt he should have logically been emotional. Right. And it felt like he was emotional about things that weren't as heavy or as important. And it just, like, it just seemed... Like, if you're going to have it weigh on him or have any of this stuff being heavy, shouldn't it be the deaths, the, murder <laughs> the murdering? Yeah, not, like, lying to his girlfriend and stuff. Right. Yeah, and, like, when he's all, like, you know, everyone's going to hate me no matter what I do. It's like I have to choose between the lesser of two evils. That really pissed me off because I'm like, mm, everyone's going to hate you as in, like, yeah, if you don't do what your girlfriend's saying, she's going to hate you and maybe not be your girlfriend anymore. Or versus the other where, like, you're killing innocent people. She wants you to kill your dad. Like, yeah, come on. <laughs> that should have been a hint that it's time to walk away from that. Right. I'm sorry. That's That should have been irredeemable of, like, no, you're very casually mentioning that we kill my father. Yeah. Um, I don't feel that you're the person I'd hoped you were. Which turns out to be the the <laughs> she, I guess, was a little bit right because that's how he gets found out. Right. But yeah, I, I don't know. There, there was a lot of things that I wanted more of, and too many things I wanted less of in this movie. Like I wanted to see more of more with L and and him trying to figure this stuff out and his backstory of where the hell he came from or who the hell he is. He's right. a very mysterious person by nature, which is, you know, part of the character. But then they go into this whole, he came from this orphanage and there's all these records there and you can go find the. And 
But then right. they don't find any of that. Right. They don't find them. His friend is killed first. Well, and then, like, they make this big thing where L is walking. Oh, that was one of the other things. One of the other leaps of logic that drove me crazy. Where he's like, after he does this press conference and he's like, oh, strike me dead. And he's like, oh, he didn't. He goes, oh, it seems that Kira has to have, like... He has to be able, has to, to, be able to see your face and know your name yeah. to do it. I was like, I'm sorry. What about what just happened? Maybe he just doesn't want to kill someone on national TV right now at a press conference. Maybe he didn't want to kill you because you're a cop, like an officer, and you haven't done something wrong. Like, maybe, I don't know. I was like, that's a very big leap. Yes. Well, and their whole idea of inventing this Kira persona and and attributing all these deaths to, to Kira is a stupid fucking plan. Like, they do it because, like, the, the world needs hope that bad guys can be held accountable and yet. But, like, you're all you're doing is making it easier for yourself to get caught and then for you to not continue doing this thing that you feel is so important. You know, if you would just, all these people just make them have heart attacks and nobody right. would suspect anything is going on. Right. They'd be well, like, man, a lot of bad people sure are dying of heart attacks recently. Right. But they wouldn't be trying to to hunt anyone down. The whole and like stop signing it. their work. Yeah. I feel like again, going back to that, if this was part of a series of films, it probably would have made more sense. But like he even like he even or said himself but didn't it do it. As a TV show here. Right. They they it probably could have been fleshed out and explored better, but yeah, like an hour and a half, two hours or whatever, it just isn't enough time to, to do, do everything the they, they wanted, to do. wanted to do. Yeah. Right, exactly. They wanted to do, they needed to do a much simpler story and they did not, they didn't do that. They tried to do too much and it just, so none of it really panned out or went through. Uh, by the way, looking at my notes, I forgot that there was a brief, like, 30-second, not even that long cameo from Smoking Man from X-Files. Oh, really? I Did you not that. notice no. that? He was like, I think it was like he was on the radio or something like that. I don't remember, but because it was very brief. It just showed him talking about something and then cut away, and I was like, ah, it's the Smoking Man! Maybe they meant for him to come back in the sequel. Because <laughs> it seemed odd for him to have such a short little... Did you feel, I I felt a, a, a few times that the lead actor was, the the things he was doing were coming off as comical when yes. they did not want them to come no. off as okay. comical. I, like when the demon first shows up and he's terrified yes. in the little detention room or whatever, it, like that, he sounds like, like when Charlie Day screams on Always Sunny right. Philadelphia and it's always hilarious because it's high pitched and like, ah! But like it's, I didn't read real terror in that moment. I no, read like this is this is supposed to be funny, but I don't think right. it's supposed to be funny. Yeah, no, I got that. Like I was gonna say that I felt like the tone was so different for like all of the not all of the actors, basically for everyone except for him. Like I felt like his tone, he kept doing very light comical things and ha light. <sighs> <laughs> And then then, um, everyone else, it was just very gritty and dark and and heavy. And yeah, even at the end, when he when Mia like takes the um, the death note out of his um, hands and he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm taking it. You said to take it. And he's like, 
I didn't think you were really good at like he didn't seem like someone who was like I made a freaking plan that if you took this book you were gonna die I didn't think you were gonna take the book because I thought you freaking loved me yeah. what are you doing here yeah he, he had no reason to think she still loved him no he like, did not she, she was she had plans to kill him <laughs> right like, she put his name in the book yeah. i'm sorry hello like light bulb yeah as soon as she told him that it's like he and i get i feel like maybe i feel like maybe one of the issues i had is that it felt like more of a teenage romance movie with a tiny bit of this death note story thrown in it felt like so much of it focused on their story and it's not a good love story at all no it's like they i don't want them to be together no i want them both to be unhappy (laughs) they don't have any like sweet cute like love moments of like oh like it's just like they get together they talk about this death note thing and immediately both of them are like yeah let's start killing people surprisingly on the same page about being like murdering vigilantes and then you just see them hooking up a lot after having murdered people bt dubs and like that's the best time to hook up um yeah obs and then immediately stuff starts to turn to shit and and so it just doesn't like nothing about their story seems romantic or like lovey-dovey or anything and so it just i don't know it was odd that so much of the focus of the movie was on their dynamic because their dynamic sucked yeah like what the focus of the movie should have been is the l trying to catch light and the the duality of which one of these is really the good guy the guy that feels like he's helping people or the guy that wants to hold all killers accountable uh, right, even exactly. If it means that some of them get away, but that justice is upheld. Right. And throwing in the light grappling with Ryuk of like who's really and like having the back and forth of like, you know, who's really calling the shots here? Like how much power does Ryuk have over this? Is he a fa- you know, and like having if those if that like almost triangle but not really a triangle because Rick doesn't really have anything to do with L was the main focus of the story I think it would have been a lot stronger and a lot more interesting but yeah no instead it just it fell flat like yeah a million unanswered questions the ending was a straight up mess oh my oh my god like yes. the whole I had this plan of I wrote your name in the book even though you wrote my name in but if you take it then this is gonna happen but I'm gonna be able to drop this paper off from the top of a Ferris wheel and have it land exactly where I need it to so it gets destroyed in this fire the only reason I understand why that worked is because he wrote it in the book knowing that however he writes the death in the book that's exactly how it happens so if he was like she falls from the ferris wheel while ripping the page out of the book which falls into the fire as you know but still that seems like a lot of stuff to write but like (laughs) he would have gotten a hand cramp at the very like well and just that's a very like how did he know I mean, I guess because he wrote it in the book, those people ended up being there. But, like, what if they had been, like, out of the country or something? When he, like, how did he or know? caught by the regular police in Right. Yeah. How did he know that they could end up being there? It just, it seemed very intricate for something that he came up with on the fly. And just, like, very quickly while 
the cops were like looking for him wrote down in his no- in the notebook the death note or whatever and with the ending i don't understand cuz it shows l going like mad and then realizing part of the death note was in the calculus book and then going and getting it and like he was about to to write something down i think he was going to write light's name in it that's what i would think but they don't show it. and like and he stops and he like smiles and so i would have been really upset if he wrote any name down because then i'd be like well then out like yeah, then your whole character has just been undone in right. one second for no reason exactly and so i was glad that they didn't show him writing something down but i was pretty pissed that it looked like they were leaving it open of yeah, like an inception type thing showed that he did not that he exactly that he chose not to yeah right and that would show how he's different i hate him he killed someone i love but i'm gonna you know but like they didn't show that they left it open-ended again i'm guessing betting on a sequel <laughs> and it's just annoying yeah i yeah <laughs> <laughs> to say the least like I guess the only thing I even liked about the ending is that the the dad figured it out and basically told his son of like, yeah, you're doing fucking evil shit. Like, like it's not okay that you've been doing all this. Look at all this destruction that you've caused and all this hurt and stuff, you know, and like, but they didn't do enough of it. And the son didn't like, didn't look like he felt bad enough for like, I don't know. It, it was a hot mess. (laughs) Why did his dad have mutton chops and a pompadour <laughs> in 2017. <laughs> like, he looked like he came out of, like, a Scorsese movie from the 70s. He and did. he just, like, what? He did. I don't know. This movie was all over the place as far as style. They had some scenes that would seem almost, like, noir-esque, and some scenes that were, like, okay, they're trying to make it seem all like anime, since this is from manga and anime. There were some that felt like they had gotten cut out of a Final Destination movie. Right, right. A lot of those, actually. Yeah, there were some Twilight-esque moments. And And then, yeah, even just with, like, costuming. And, and, like, what was with Elle? His thing with the candy and the not sleeping, which obviously were supposed to be important things about his character, but they don't inform anything about no, him to us. Just that he's, you know, obsessed with solving crimes, I guess, and so he doesn't want to sleep. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know how he got Watari, his his buddy, like right. where did his handler come from? Like why is he helping him? How did they become <laughs> friends? How why does he know about this orphanage that the guy came from? Where they apparently raise people to be good detectives? Yeah, I didn't get what the orphanage <laughs> the was about. Thing in the world. I was like, oh, are they going to be like, oh, it turns out Elle's like a little bit psychic or something. Because of the way that when he was asking Light and he was like, just very kind of casually of like, is it some kind of psychic thing, you know? And I was like, hmm, that seems odd for a detective to jump to that. I was expecting the whole time because... Again, I haven't seen any of the original source material. I My theory was that L was somebody that had the note at one point. And that's mm, why he was able to figure yeah. out so much of how this worked was because he was the one that had had it and gave it up. Right. I thought it was going to be that it turned out his orphanage, this like special secret orphanage, 
was for so like no for like psychic like for for like kids with like psychic abilities or something like that professor x yeah and that and that that's how he knew so much about about Kira and like could make these giant assumptions either one of these explanations would have been acceptable yeah, What's not acceptable just is just explain. not explaining yeah, just it. <laughs> giving up on the idea of an explanation at all. Right. That's just, he is what he is. Right. Like, of course, all he eats is candy and he sleeps like and, two hours a day. Like, I understand that most of the people that are going to watch this are probably familiar with the the Japanese show or the comics or something. And so they... They don't want to over-explain too much stuff for those people, but like for the people that haven't seen that, it just makes the whole movie less watchable. Right. Because you don't know anything about these people, and it's never explained to you, so you don't really care about any of them. Right. Well, and it seems like even fans of the original, like that, that I don't, I can't imagine that the original material would just drop them in and leave all these question and like have all these like so many ideas going on at once and then just be like we're not gonna answer any of them yet <laughs> resolve none of this yeah. right like it it seems like you know usually even with like tv shows or or you know comics or what like that it starts off kind of slowly to introduce you to this world and this idea and stuff like that and then it starts to build and become more and more complex and so like I feel like that's what this should have done is start off with these simple ideas where it could work as a standalone film. It could work for fans. It could work for people who have never heard of it, never seen any of it. And then if they could do more, then they could build on it, you know, but they ended up like shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, they instead chose to just alienate both everybody. Right. So no one watches it and no one likes it. And then you don't get to finish the story that you apparently were so, like, sure you were going to get to finish because you didn't wrap up anything. Right. And, yeah, the whole movie is this cat and mouse game between L and Light that doesn't really get resolved. Right. Like, he, you don't know, does he catch him? Does he have any sort of consequences for what he's been doing this whole time? Right. He, it, it just ends with really him know. laying in the hospital bed. And it's like, okay, so his dad figured it out. Yeah, is his dad going to do something about it? Right. Like, <laughs> L's still we out don't there. know. Is he going to do something about it? Yeah, right. It, I don't know. It it pissed me off. <laughs> A lot of it pissed me off. So now it is time to move on to best and worst, where best we worst. dig through all the comments and reviews and blog posts that we can find and pull out the best reviews and the worst reviews for this movie. Um, On Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 39% score from critics, a 24% score from the audience, and on IMDb, it has a 4.9 out of 10. So kind of on the higher threshold of what we (laughs) allow here, which I was a little surprised by. Yeah, I mean, the audience score, not so much, but the IMDb... Definitely was higher than I would think it would be. Yeah. Considering I haven't heard anything good about this. All right. So let's hear something good about well, this. Well, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> You're in luck. <laughs> <laughs> so Kat Hughes from thehollywoodnews.com says, Stylistically, Death Note is stunning. 
Suitably heightened and hyper-stylized, everything feels otherworldly. The gore, and there's plenty, is similarly heightened and could easily be straight out of an anime. The color palette is dark and foreboding with just a touch of the sci-fi in the aesthetics. The city streets in particular are very reminiscent of Ridley Scott's Blade Runner. They are smog-ridden and forever raining. I, I, I don't know that I would pull comparisons to Blade Runner from this movie. Blade uh, Runner is a great movie. Although, side note, the gun that that Light picks up to you, or L picks up and uses is from the more recent Blade Runner movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Isn't that weird? That. Trivia! So, our other two good reviews came from IMDb users, um, and... You might notice a similar theme between the two of them once we've finished reading them. So, DJ Anfaza on IMDb says, If you're like me, you'd watch this movie and think it was pretty good. So good that I rewatched it with my wife, and we began watching it, she looked up the IMDb rating, a 4.6. I was surprised, but she watched it anyway. At the conclusion, she said, this makes no sense, and googled, why is Death Note so poorly rated? So being your average viewer and having no clue this was an anime series made into an American movie, it's a good movie. I'm giving it a 10 to try to mitigate all the unfair reviews from anime fans, because very few people give a shit if it holds up true to the anime series, but these are the people trashing the movie online. I would probably give it a solid 7.5 in reality, definitely worth a watch. 10 out of 10. My god. That's why it's somewhat higher, is yeah. that you have all these people who are like, all oh, these negative reviews. Um, And IMDb user Pimpin' Jazz says... <laughs> I love it. The acting is fine. The camera work is great. Willem Dafoe is amazing. The story is legitimately interesting, and the characters are legitimately likable. Note, I do not actually think this is a 10 out of 10 film. It's not The Godfather Part 2. I think it's a solid 7 out of 10 to a light 8 out of 10, but I had to up the rating to counteract all the unjust negativity this film is getting. I only hope these anime fans can look past their bias and view the film for what it is instead of looking at it for what it's not. 10 out of 10. <laughs> you bastards. So, yeah, a bunch of people apparently were just upset that the anime fans did not like it, and so they tried to boost the reviews a little bit. Oh my god. Alright, so I'm gonna do the bad. We've got Taylor Baldwin from Geeks of Color. Death Note, the anime manga, is a complete psychological and even philosophical thriller. A masterpiece created by Tsugumi Oba and Takeshi Takeshi uh, Obata, and I'm sorry if I butchered any of that. I should have looked it up beforehand. I think you're supposed to say it with a, an offensive, stereotypical Japanese accent. Oh my god! Accent shut up. Read those names. Anyway, filled with brilliant dialogue, clever pot. Oh my god! <laughs> 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 it would have been more interesting. Okay, uh, filled with brilliant dialogue, clever plot. And most of all, incredible characters. This movie adaptation, unfortunately, is none of those things. Light comes across as a whiny teenager most of the time, and scenes that are meant to be more serious in tone come across as light and even he <laughs> she did it too. Light and even humorous throughout the movie. The chemistry between Light and his girlfriend seems forced, which bleeds into their whole relationship. No real character development happened through the movie because the conversations required for said development simply didn't happen. Even key relationships like L and Watari felt hollow. Wolf's version of Light doesn't come across as clever at all, and most of his emotion is shown in explosions of teenage angst. This movie had a lot of teenage angst as well as cliches. 
Netflix's Death Note progresses as at a breakneck speed all the way to the unfulfilling end. Another manga live action manga adaptation butchered. How long will this genre have to wait before it has its Spider-Man 2 moment? Before we get a good one. Today is not that day. Ben Rochester, Google Review. I regret to inform you all that the title is clickbait. Throughout the entire film, the main character does not write notes, but in fact, he writes sentences. (laughs) This was my favorite review. (laughs) Sorry, that's amazing. Okay. (laughs) No, I like that I laugh. Okay. That's just amazing. But in fact, he writes sentences. The definition of note is a brief record of points. I just can't. It's so great. Okay. The definition of note is a brief record of points or ideas written down as an aid to memory. This really annoys me as I like to write notes. (laughs) This is amazing. The death part is the only thing that is real. It should be called death letter. (laughs) He was shaken to his core by the fact that they called it a note. Death letter. Oh, my God. I'm, like, crying. I'm laughing so hard. I did not expect that. I love it so much. And I have to say, like, I get what he's saying, but a lot of the time he did just write, you know, John Smith decapitation. Like, he wasn't writing full sentences a lot of the time. I don't care. This is the most amazing bad review I've ever read. I'm not here to discuss the content or the like ability of any of these actors or directors. I just want you to know that's not a fucking note. It's a sentence. Can I use Death Letter as my alternate title? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Oh my god, I love it so much. Okay, woo, that surprised me. I don't read these reviews ahead of time. Matt finds them, and I read them as we go. And that one did not disappoint. That was amazing. (sighs) Okay. (laughs) Death Letter. So that's Best and Worst. Now it's time for Sadie's Rabbit Hole. (laughs) All right. So now we're going to learn about some of the reasons why a lot of these people were so angry about this, I guess, like this adaptation. A lot of people were saying it should have just said inspired by Death Note because I guess some of these differences were so annoying. But I guess it's up to you to decide if this makes this movie better or worse or would have any effect. But I'm going to say I think most of these things sound better, to be honest. That's why I was like, hmm, this manga and anime series sounds a lot more interesting. Okay. So the most obvious being that we kind of already have talked about that the... um original and I'm not really going to talk about the Japanese live action movies because apparently those kind of differ from the the manga and the anime as well but it seems like they're a little more faithful to the story than this is from what I read but I haven't seen that either so so I'm just going to mainly talk about the manga and the anime 
so the original Death Notes, um, Death Note takes place in Japan. And this one, this version takes place in Seattle. And as we already kind of talked about, they anglicized most of the characters, um, which was seen as very controversial. So now the characters of Light and Mia. And it's interesting because a lot of the commentary you and I already had about those two characters comes up and is obvious in when you find out what they did with these characters and why they were the way they were. There's a very particular reason why they look like two sides of the same coin. Because Light and Mia both basically were the original Light, just two different kind of shades of the original Light. The um, the original uh, Mia character, Misa, was very different. And the original Light was more like what we got from Mia. He was actually... So the um, Light from the original is like very popular so unlike the light in this movie who's like the downtrodden bullied you know emo kid and i say that with love as someone who was an emo kid um he um the light in the manga and the anime was very popular very highly intelligent he's like an amazing athlete very good looking um they tried to 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 put in that this kid was very smart because he got in trouble right. for writing other people's papers and doing their assignments for them. But his intelligence really never came into play in the No, it didn't. And he didn't seem just like above average kind of, it, it just seemed like someone who was like, oh, I'm willing to do homework for money. You know, like, I'll do your homework yeah, and look at the book. I did that shit. I'm not a genius. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> um, Anyway, and he's also supposed to be very, like, sociopathic, very cold and just, like, distant and and kind of like Mia, that he's very, like, goes to the death very quickly. Um, apparently, he does originally think of it for moral, like, kind of more moral reasons, but then, like, Mia is like, this is power. power, yes. And so... uh the actual, like, the Misa character that Mia was kind of drawn from uh, was more of a side character, less of, like, a big major part of the story. And she wasn't very bright. It, it sounded kind of almost like, except Harley Quinn, her original was supposed to be bright. But when I was reading the descriptions, it sounded almost like the dynamic between Joker and Harley Quinn. That, like, Light would use people around him, was not hesitant to put someone's name down in the death note if they were no longer of any use to him or if it seemed like they were going to get in his way. But Misa was, like, completely devoted to him and, you know, would do anything for him or whatever, which is not what we really see in the Mia here. So the director, Adam Wingard, even said that they essentially split these traits of the original light and divided them between light and Mia. Because why have one three-dimensional character when you can have two one-dimensional characters? Well, so like, right? So like what you were saying, though, about how it doesn't really, we didn't get that that sense of him going through this, like, like getting corrupted by the power or anything like that. So he wanted, his idea was to show light going through that journey over 
a series of films. He said he viewed it, he wanted it to be kind of like the journey of Anakin um, Skywalker of how we just see him get, right. I was like, oh, because everyone loves those movies. Mission not accomplished, by the way. Right. Right. Well, and I guess because like, you know, the I mean, the first movie with with young Anakin, he's a little kid, but he's like, you definitely don't think of him that he's ever going to be like, it's like, how did he turn into Darth Vader, you know? And so I guess that's what he was going with it of the like, the we want to him to really seem to lean on this like, moral code of his. So that later, once he, you know, transforms into Darth Vader, we're like, what? But, but that's not at all what happened. And it didn't work. And again, you can't bank on having these multiple films unless you have a deal signed that says, yeah, we're going to give you multiple films to do this. But so that's why, like, um, the light in the original source material wasn't very emotional or anything like that. Um but in this, he was very moody and the outcast. They um, also thought it would make him more like relatable and sympathetic of a character, but it did not work for me. Um, I didn't feel bad for him. I was like... No, at no point. Like, it, I, I don't know who you're supposed to root for in this movie. I guess L, but like he becomes kind of unhinged right. and, and is more the antagonist. To be honest, and- the only one I was still rooting for at the end was the dad. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, he didn't ask for any of this. Right. He's just trying to do his He's job. He's just trying to work, support his kid, like... <laughs> Buy hair gel. And- <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, at first, I was kind of rooting for L, but yeah, he then starts to go off the the rails. I was going to say off the rockets. That's not the term. No. That's not how you he was go. very much on the rockets. <laughs> but speaking of L, let's get to his character next. So, um... His character also was much more emotional than his manga and anime counterpart in this. So L, in the original stuff, he's like beloved and he's very like highly intelligent. And there's this amazing just like dynamic between him and Light, this big battle of wits, almost like like what we were wanting to see. Like it was like this big chess match between them and that apparently it's like kind of like that one-upping each other that they all each had to kind of step up their game each time to try to find the other person or like, you know, to try to outwit the other person. And I would have loved to have seen that. That would have been very interesting. Does does it mention if in in the the anime or in the in the mangas that he sits in chairs all goofy like he does in this movie with his legs up and <laughs> like you do? Okay, I was about to say, excuse me, sir, you have a person in your life who sits just like that in chairs. Why would you describe it as all goofy? (laughs) Shut your face up. (laughs) For some of us, it is more comfortable. (laughs) Anyway, no, but one thing I was reading said that he apparently like is like known for having kind of baby like mannerisms and i was like yeah i was like i don't really know what they mean by baby like but i was like maybe is that where the candy eating just candy and not wanting to go to sleep is about like (laughs) but that didn't read like adorable baby like to me but uh some of the things i said or i read said that some parts of l's personality and including the way he dressed because l in the original Ming and anime did not dress the way that Elle was dressed in that movie, um, was more reminiscent of later investigators because spoiler alert, in case you wanted to read the anime and, and, uh, 
or watch the anime, read the manga, um, L dies, and then these other investigators take over. And they said some of his more like emotional outbursts and his outfit choices and stuff like that was more like some of the other investigators from later on. They said that, that for instance, um, the original L would never go off chasing light down a crowded street in a fit of rage with a gun in his hand of like, what? Or even consider writing in the death note, which I was like, I'm glad to read that because that pissed me off. Yeah, that seemed very antithetical to what his right. character had been for the entire point up to that i was very i thought when he was going into that room and tearing through it he was i was like oh this is the evidence he needs to tie them to it i thought maybe he was gonna think that it was just all the girlfriend instead and that because it was in her book be like this is the proof i need i didn't think he was gonna take it to try to write down on it anyway that was Apparently, others were quite angry about the same thing because they were like, no, the original L never would have done that. (laughs) And so then another one of the changes that was apparently one of the most upsetting changes for um, fans of the original goes back to the rules that you were talking about. So apparently, for the most part, they're pretty good at staying fairly faithful to all these rules, even though we don't hear most of them. However, so in the U.S. version, as we saw, there is an added rule that says that one name can be removed from the list by, like, ripping the page page. out and burning it. Not only is that not a rule in the original content, but there is actually a rule that says that can't happen. So it's like, I get why people would be upset about that. Cause it's not just like, well, they didn't list it as a rule. So they just added this rule in. It's like, no, they took one of the rules and completely reversed this it. This is not how it works. Yes. And then decided that this is how it works. The original rule states death will still take place. Even if that death note or that part of the note in which it has been written is destroyed, for example, burned to ashes before the stated time of death. So, like, yeah, it quite explicitly says you can burn this thing, but death is still going to happen. Well, and that is a pretty good encapsulation of the whole movie to me, is that it's, it is convenient when it wants to be, and then right. it's very lazy when it doesn't want to be. Right. Yeah, like... It, I get that they were trying to use that as a plot device, but it's like, okay, then change your plot because your plot sucks as it is. It would have been okay without her writing Light's name in it. Yeah, and really, the only the only time it comes into play is at the end uh-huh. when they're going through their weird convoluted ending that they could have just made it more straightforward and... Yeah, I don't know. Right, or like they bring it up with the whole Watari thing that they write it down, and I guess that's how they that explained how they got Watari to do this stuff. But like again, why did we need him going to go do this orphanage stuff when it didn't amount to anything? Yeah, right. Uh, Just to introduce the concept of burning the page, I think. I guess, but then yeah, it's like or to really get L upset because he got his friend killed. Maybe, but again, it leads to something that outraged fans as well of like the, you know, that he's, I don't know, it was, 
reading like the, the differences, it was interesting because all the things that anime fans seem to have been really upset with because it didn't stay true to the original. I was like, oh, these are all the things that annoyed me about it. I didn't even know it wasn't right to the uh, like staying true to the original. I just thought these were annoying things about it. Like I would have accepted because that was one of the things that annoyed me with Light is not even that he it's not that he was too emotional to me. It was that he was emotional at some things. He would be very emotional and but then not emotional at others. Like he wouldn't bat an eye at 400 deaths on his hands, but would get all upset, you know, because his dad did something he didn't like or embarrassed him or whatever. You know, like, it's just, I don't know. And he didn't have the emotional range to really do that. No, he didn't. Like, it's, but you can really see it in the scenes where he has to interact with Lakeith Stanfield or even with Willem Dafoe, even though he's only doing voiceover and like mocap right. stuff, that they're just like acting circles around this poor kid. And it made me feel bad for him a little bit. Yeah. And it is like, it is very frustrating that you have these two really great actors. Oh my gosh. Now I just keep thinking L. Because I think it's funny that his first name starts with an L. Um, but um, him and Willem Dafoe that are both incredibly great actors. And they aren't given a lot to work with. And they really, really wasted Willem Dafoe. They really did. Like that, the the real character could have been super interesting. And right. He should have been the one to like be providing those moments of levity and, and humor. Right. Which he did a little With bit. his snarky lines. But yeah, like... And Willem Dafoe is so good at doing yeah, that. Yeah, and that's more in line with what that character seems to be, where he right. has this kind of, like, disdain for humanity and just wants to create chaos and death. Right. But they, I don't know, they sideline him so much that the movie almost could have existed without him. Right. He's and not corrupt. No, he's not a big he's not influencing his decisions very much. He's just there to explain the rules every 20 or so minutes. Right. Well, and apparently that was another thing that was different from the original is that Riek was a much bigger part as was the death note. Like I read that the death note was almost like a character unto itself because it's, it plays such an important role in it. And they explain in the anime and manga, it's explained that the reason Ryuk is like attached to the Death Note is that basically that's what keeps him alive is doing this, is that it's... Well, and there's a, a lot of the reviews that I were looking up mentioned that there's a sort of Japanese death god, and I can't remember what they're called now, like a sh- Shinigami. Yeah, it's a, like a Shinigami, I think. I'm, I'm sure that I can't remember, along, but it's something along those lines. I know it starts with Shin. It has a basis in like a real cultural belief, and they right. don't talk about any of that. No, no, but and that's what Ryuk is supposed to be one of those. One yeah, point, but then that's about all that's ever explained about right. where it comes from, yeah, or, anything, or what his motivations are. No, it's I don't know. It wasn't good. <laughs> I'll end with that. Yeah. So, are we ready to put a rating on this thing? I think so. So, first, we will need a unit by which to rate this, because we don't like stars. They're boring. Right? Boring. Who does stars? <laughs> my my suggestion for the unit was uh, made-up rules. Oh, 
oh, like we do that. Yeah. <laughs> so in that way, made up rules does not work for this because we like made up rules because we make up our own rules for what yeah. we do. Okay. Um, uh, light turners because he was annoying. Um, frosted tips. That's something bad you don't want a lot of. Yeah, I like that. Frosted, <laughs> frosted tips. tips. Excellent. So, how many frosted tips did you give the movie? <laughs> I kept going back and forth between like a wide range, actually, I would say. I'm going to settle on like a three. Leaning kind of towards a 3.5. Mostly because like there were things that I think were done, you know, somewhat well. And you did have a couple of good actors i just don't think they were given enough to do and i think that it had interesting parts you know it wasn't all trash you know it wasn't it wasn't you know completely tra- it was just something that i was like oh this is just a hot mess like you know all in all it had some good points but yeah it was a hot mess yeah um, I I gave it a four out of five frosted tips. Nice. Um, sort of similar reason. Like the the bones of a good movie and story are there. Like the premise of this is very interesting of having this right. note that you can write the names in and this demon figure that's corrupting this kid and making him do it. All of that could make for a very interesting story and apparently has if you right. if you're a fan of the anime. But just the the ways that they decided to make it american didn't add anything and didn't make it any better and right i I feel like there there was there's a way to make this a good movie set in you know america and having an american kid as the lead and everything that they just didn't find it right right no i i definitely i agree with that they're also like zero likable characters the dad Hey, Watari wasn't bad, to be fair. Yeah. You know, because the only time he did anything bad was when he was, like, under the spell of Ryuk, which also was really annoying. I was like, okay, so you can put someone's death, like, two weeks out so that they can- they said you had two days. Oh, okay. It was two days. that they decided Okay, and then they're under a spell for that whole two days, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, That was one of our death sentences. (laughs) So what's your alternate title? I'm stealing Death Letter because I like that. I couldn't, to be honest, I couldn't come up with anything I thought was really funny. And that was amazing. So thank you, person whose name I already forgot. That was great. Mine were either uh, Emo Rage. Nice, nice. (laughs) Or um, Final Destination, whatever number they're up to now. Because it like did, six or seven, yeah, it did feel like one of those movies. Like all the death scenes had a very Final, Final Destination, Destination feel. feel to them. Yeah, yeah. Especially the first one with the ladder and like everything has to kind of angle itself right, and this woman drops her groceries and yes, that, which I was a little upset right at the beginning because in the book he writes decapitation, but he is not decapitated. His head is not removed. His head is like sliced clean in half. Right, that's not the same. The bottom part of his jaw and most of his mouth and stuff is still attached to his head. That's not a decapitation. Right. His kappa was not detated from his head. (laughs) Well, and just to touch on another difference that uh, is that apparently the 
original light mainly used heart attacks, just like you said he should. Well, I feel like one of the the reviews that I read said that in the Japanese version that he doesn't have to specify the manner of death. He right. just has to put the name in there. Oh, and that okay. Because the one that kind of decides how it goes down. Right. I guess that's why they had that one that was like, it's dealer's choice. Yeah. You kill him how you want. <laughs> And then he got like shot by police or whatever, and Ryuk like laughs of like, haha, you said dealer's choice. And I was like, I would think that a death god would want to come up with like this, mo- the Crazy. most horrific, yeah. horrible, awful death ever. It was like, yeah, like a plane falls out of the sky was, on him or something. Sounds like it was pretty fast and painless. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to stop bitching about the movie now. So I suppose that will wrap things up for Death Note. Let us know if there's anything that we missed or that you would like to discuss on our social media pages. I just want to say we wrapped up this podcast episode on Death Note better than Death Note Death was Note wrapped up. Itself up. Yes, we did. <laughs> so join us next time when we will be discussing the 1984 Wes Craven classic? Question <laughs> mark. Invitation to hell. Woohoo! <laughs> We're inviting you. So the synopsis for the movie is <laughs> you ignored my thing. I did. <laughs> the synopsis for the movie is an invitation to join a country club turns into an invitation to hell. Matt Winslow and his family move to California where they settle in an affluent community where people enjoy the good life. He is persuaded by his wife to, and son to join the exclusive country club. After a private tour of the club with the sexy director, Miss Jones, Ooh. Matt notices disturbing changes in his wife and son and the dark, sinister secrets that lurk within the club. Sounds sinister. So let's take a listen to a clip from Invitation to Hell. I seem to have lost you, Matthew. I, I thought I heard someone crying for, uh, for help. It was probably someone crying out in ecstasy. Pleasure can make you feel that good, you know. Oh, no, no, it was more like... You don't care that much about money, I can tell. But you care about power. And you care about pleasure, don't you? Yes. I don't know. Matthew, I like you. And I will personally see to it that your membership here is as pleasurable as possible. I better get back to Patricia. Okay, so this film can be found on the FilmRise Horror app. Uh, it is a free app that, if you have like a Roku or a Fire TV, should already be on there. But if not, it it is free. There's no you don't have to put a credit card in or anything. You just so. have to watch some commercials. Yeah, there's a couple commercials, but it's free. So right, <laughs> <laughs> America. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the FilmRise horror app, uh, search, search it out. There's a lot of 
terrible movies on there, we may be diving back into that right. well at some point. So it might serve you if you're into stuff like this to to get that. Uh, and yeah, we will be discussing that next time. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. Um, till then, yeah, stay safe. Yes, as always, mask up, stay indoors, wash your damn hands. Yeah, stay inside and listen to podcasts. Yeah, like, a bunch of them. We we named like six at the beginning of the episode that you should go listen. To. Right, exactly. One of them's about RuPaul's Drag Race. So what so, are you doing? Come Still on, listening to me. <laughs> and we've given you movies to go watch. And uh, also hit us up on our social media. You know, Facebook, Twitter. If you, you know, send us shout outs or comments or ask us questions um we'll respond we might even uh read them out on the show like we did today and um give you a little shout out oh did we want to (laughs) reveal the amazing name that we have come up with for our (laughs) adoring fans oh yeah that we did not come up we did not come up with it. it was suggested to us, but we're taking it. Yes, it was. So, all of you So Horrified fans out there, we will now be referring to you all as Sohos. Sohos! So, all of our little lovely Soho ladies and gentlemen out there. <laughs> yes, I love it! Go let us know you're out there. Yeah, and go seek out Invitation to Hell and let us know what you think. Yes, and we'll talk to you next time. Well, we'll talk at you.